Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? PTS, PTHD. That's what I have right now. Your conquistador, Henry Zabrowski. My nuts are like, they went 12 rounds with old Iron Mike. <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a six and a half foot Clydesdale named Tinkerbell. Slammed my balls for an hour and a half. Uh, did it get hard at all? What? Did, did I get, get hard? Yeah, did you get hard? No, of course not. Oh, no, no, I of course not. I'm not one of those guys who gets hard when you smash his balls. All right, welcome to the show. That's Marcus. <laughs> I'm Ben. Uh, sitting to my left is a man who gets hard when you smash his balls. It's the marble man, Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> I, uh, I, I rode a horse to the studio today. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, got to get them doggies. Back in the stable. Is that it? Is that what you use it <laughs> You're for? a cowboy. Yeah. Technically. Technically, Marcus, yeah. you've ridden a horse before. Many times. How, how do the nuts feel after a nice horse ride? It's not the nuts so much as the ass. It's my really taint. Yeah. This is the thing. The taint. I was on the biggest horse they had. Okay. Which is named Tinkerbell, and isn't that fun? It's and cute. And then yeah. the, th- the one thing is that when you're horse riding in New York, you have to go through fucking Brooklyn. Like, you were literally, I'm on a six and a half foot Clydesdale. In Brooklyn, and we're going through we're going through the roundabout at fucking whatever it is, Fort Hamilton over there, and like we're going through, and it's like cars just beeping at us, and dogs are going. Like, just rrr, 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 rrr. And they're just like, this is a fuck. This is the most dangerous thing on the face of the fucking planet. You're living like Woody Harrelson, an urban cowboy. What yeah. Were you, so you were just around cars on yeah. a horse. Yeah, and just bouncing them in there. Boom, 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 boom. Like as you're walking, it's like it's like, and of course it's walking over like crack sidewalks. Yeah, of and course. it's slipping and sliding all over the place, and it's and it's itchy. They're they're like, oh, it's itchy today. And I was like, I'm itchy today. <laughs> All right, but I'm not fucking 3,000 pounds carrying me. Did people treat you as a liberator uh, rolling through the streets about no, to take over I Brooklyn? No, I felt like they... I, was, I was the true symbol of like everything that is wrong with America. You yeah. have a wild, beautiful animal, this amazing free stallion mm-hmm. that we fucking just strapped a, a fucking leather cage to and then they plop a 220 pound fat American on the back of it I got my Batman hat on sunglasses and that's a, and of course going through Prospect Park everyone's just like uh, like pointing at the like, yeah. uh, fat guy up there Look at <laughs> everybody's taking pictures like, I like I'm a celebrity I like what you said yesterday it was like in the, the scene J- uh, Django Unchained when Jamie Foxx was riding the horse like wow one's on a horse I can't believe that fat guy's on a horse what a sad day for that horse so how was work today horse Husband, fat man. 
Oh. oh, yes. We don't talk after Fat Man days. Ugh. He gets very upset and very sad. And then we were going with our with with uh, my girlfriend's six year old nephew, and he's just like, "Yeah, plump." He kept calling me plump. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, I can't get any respect. Well, speaking of atrocities, holy lord, do we have some lined up for you this guys today? This may well be the most serious <laughs> subject I've ever researched for this. We're, we so we are. We started on just war atrocities. But we narrowed it down to the Japanese. Japanese. Oh. Now, I don't want to be racist. Sure. No. <laughs> okay. No I don't think does. it's appropriate to do. But when we were on the train, like talking about it, I looked over and I saw an Asian guy listening. And I was just like, is he, is he one of them? <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, where to begin? Obviously, we're going to get to a thing called Unit 731. Yeah. What do we want to start with here, Marcus? Because I the mean, blood and the gore ba- Let's go the back guts. in the way, way back machine. Let's go back to the way, way back machine. Get on in there. Strap in your fat seats and, uh, and listen up to some horrors. I mean, if you really want to talk about why... The Japanese were so fucking terrible. Well, I also think that because there was also the post-war relationship we had with the Japanese really mm-hmm. affected how the entire world looks at like what actually happened during World War II. Mm-hmm. They got bigger numbers than the Nazis as yeah. far as kills go. Yeah, like oh, I, like really going into it because I sort of had a clue because it's like I had seen clips from Men Behind the Sun and then I sat to watch Men Behind the Sun and um, I had to shut it off. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't get through it. I watched. I've seen real human death right. on the internet, and I could not watch it. Check out Men Behind the Sun, literally Henry Zabrowski, the Henry Zabrowski that puts himself to sleep by dreaming of Satanist parties that involve anal penetration. This is what puts his eyes to rest, could not make it through more than 45 minutes. Yes, yeah. yes, because yes, a satanic party to me is like a Cinderella's ball, and I'm looking <laughs> for a shoe. <laughs> You know, that's where that's how I feel Look on the before steps. going to bed. No, uh, it's not. Yeah. Let's let's get into some yeah, of the all right. Let's Let go me, through some of the highlights, some of the yeah. Jose Canseco bits. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you guys runs. first of all, here is a body count okay. of Ugh. Japan. It's anywhere from three million to ten million. To ten million. And that's you gotta narrow most that number likely down. six million Chinese, Indonesians, Koreans, Filipinos, and Indo Chinese. And I did you know, I did a lot of and research. They did on the three alls policy. Kill yeah. all, burn all, loot all. Mm-hmm. That's what there was in China. They 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 totally did, they were there like we made a promise. They didn't sign the Geneva Convention like in 1929. Mm. They were like we promised though to be to be nice. Like right. we will be. We they wrote a big promise and then they uh, when it went to China though they were like throw the promise out. Right, we're getting them. We're getting them good. Yeah. Well, th- because they saw anyone who wasn't Japanese as subhuman. Sure. All Western races, especially the Chinese, uh, saw ironic, them as though, isn't absolutely it? subhuman. And I noticed, uh, I saw in a lot so of the research that the Nazis, we have to, care- we have to the, be careful. The Nazis, that's what, that's what they thought yeah. about them. Yeah. You know? uh, well, the Nazis and the Japanese were strange bedfellows. They had a mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Hitler and Hirohito, the emperor of Japan, were fa- were friends. They liked each other. Of course they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah <laughs> they just sitting around just over. watching yeah. fucking, you know, I love Lucy. Just like, ha, 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 I love when she's going to the convey a line and she's <laughs> eating all the chocolates. And he's like, oh, you know what I like to do is I like to take as many of these uh, uh, Chinese paper and uh, uh, really make them raise. <laughs> and I cut them into uh, it's sushi. I make them into sushi. <laughs> is that what we're eating? 
That's great. <laughs> and uh, Unit yeah, they were Seven Thirty One is is responsible for just three hundred thousand deaths on its own. Okay. That is one building. Yeah, that's one building. Mm-hmm. And I found out why there's such discrepancy in how many deaths they actually think they are because I found in just case after case after case there are so many bodies in yes. these ditches mm-hmm. and in these holes that they just don't know. They have to guess. It's like, well, how big is a human body? Mm. How much does a body weigh? How deep is that hole? And they have to do body math. It's like when you have a jar full of It's also a name of, of a Bala Al- Bala Abdul album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, let me, this is my question. Let me just give you- when you're, what you're covering right now, this is just World War II. This is the from the second Sino-Japanese War up until World War II. Which was the, what? That was like this, the late 30s, right? This is yeah. the late 30s, but the second Sino-Japanese War goes right into World War II. Man, they never uh, stopped. Let me tell you about the Straw String Gorge Massacre. Yeah, sure. that sounds fun. Yeah, it was the single largest massacre of Chinese troops. It Occurred along the banks of the Yangtze River in uh, December eighteenth. Uh, the Yangtze River. <laughs> what happens there? <laughs> Japanese Massacres. soldiers. Such nice music, uh, though. Japanese soldiers took most of the morning tying up all of the POWs' hands together. That's hard. And that's, in, a, that's a long job. You can't just get a temp in there to do it. No, no you can't. Oh, it's a bad job, not. though. Bad job. Because uh, they'll, they'll make it last longer. They'll sure. just yeah. go be like, oh well, I got to make this last little Friday. I mean, especially when there are fifty-eight thousand <laughs> of them. Uh, and hey, uh, Roger, go out there and tie 58,000 hands together. 58,000? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, well, how am I going to get these expense reports done? This, this is a I guess fate I'll, I'll write them in human blood. <laughs> yeah, this is a fate mm. worse than death. And Maybe then uh, it, when dusk came, huh? uh, they divided them into four columns, opened fire, unable to escape. The POWs could only scream and thrash in desperation. It took an hour for the sounds of death to stop and even longer for the Japanese to bayonet each individual POW, and then they all dumped them in the river. See, they're just okay. so thorough. I, I, apparently, what the with, with they would, with Nazis would do with the Jews is that they would just shoot them and then just all, just dump whatever yeah. state they were in into of, the ditch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then later uh, at uh, this Taiping is the Gate. kind of customer service <laughs> that you you've grown to expect from these people. Yeah, the like Nazis very, were lazy. You know, yeah. it's just so nice to just see it's it's got there's a tradition for mm-hmm. it. Can I get a bayonet over here? I'm dying very slowly. <laughs> Can I please get bayoneted over here? Oh, it's the city. It was actually kind of nice. Thank you. Uh, and then in another incident at a Taiping Gate, uh, the Japanese troops gathered 1,300 Chinese soldiers together, blew them up with landmines, doused them with gas, set them on fire, and then those that left were left alive afterward were killed bayonets. Where was John Japanese Rambo? Love bayonets. I mean, they're just bayonets and swords. They are living they the rednecks' them. dream. They the really rednecks are. would love a group of people to get to do this, too. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and possibly the worst thing, uh, as far as just general warfare, that uh, the Japanese did was the rape of Nanking. All right, let's get into the rape of Nanking. And that's the thing. They just, like, you know when you when it's called the rape of Nanking? It's like, I feel like if you could, like, sort of trust it up to be, like, mm-hmm. you know, the gentle hug of Nanking. <laughs> sure. You know, like the slow dance <laughs> of yeah. Nanking. I've heard about this rape of Nanking, and I really don't know that much about it. They it's raped super- all of Nanking. They went and they just went and ra- they raped it. it, it was, That's, so it's not a clever name whatsoever. No, no, they really no. just raped it an entire town. very literal. There is okay. a lot of this. So the, also with the comfort women and stuff like yeah. that. It's not just rape. It's also murder as well. It's It was a six-week period in okay. 1937 during the Sa- Jap- Second Sino-Japanese War. 300,000 
thousand people were killed in this thing. So they went uh, to a town of three hundred thousand people. They looked at it and they're like, "We're going to rape it." Yeah, we're, here's we're what, raping this town. Here's what happened: is uh, the Japanese had started the second Sino Japanese War against China because they were essentially being dicks. They just wanted Japan's uh, or they just wanted China's resources. Mm-hmm. So the figure we'll just go in there and kill everyone. And in fact, war wasn't even declared at this point because if Jap- Japan were to declare war on China, then the United States would have stopped giving steel to them because we had a neutrality. Uh, That's embargo. unbelievable. They we're went, so they, good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we make. So many good weapons. Oh yeah, we're the best, the strongest bayonets. <laughs> Look at them, like they, they, I can see the general selling yeah. the fucking bayonets to the Japanese, being like, "You can break a thousand rib cages with this bayonet." And he's like, "Oh, I had never seen something so beautiful." <laughs> yeah. Russian okay. Jew just sent it over frozen rubber once. <laughs> Yes, they're hard when they feel them, but as soon as they thaw out, they're very, very soft. Either way, we're making tons of money over here. This is the funniest thing about the rape of Nanking that's ever existed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I would say it's inappropriate, our behavior. Yeah. <laughs> we cover stories different than the mainstream media. This so is in, rough. So on August of 37, uh, Japan invaded Shanghai. The Japanese thought they were going in for an easy kill. They would just tear down all these fuckers and be done with it. But but the fighting was fucking brutal. Yeah, and urban hand-to-hand combat. <sighs> but they got it. They took down Shanghai. Yeah, it I took will say six weeks. The fighting yeah, yeah. was probably very cinematic and beautiful, though. I've oh seen yeah, that. them oh, all like gorgeous. jumping up and standing on like tree branches, and yeah. then like you know like bouncing off their swords and Shaolin stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, like summoning aliens and stuff. That would be great. <laughs> Prettiest war I've ever Ooh. seen. My I could see, I could see that anime. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I am a fan of anime. Yeah, that's okay. I know you are. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so after the Chinese lost the Battle of Shanghai, they fell back to Nanking. Ugh. All of okay. the like the government officials, the elite troops, all of that like they all fell back. Which uh, is like guys Nanking. with big fancy hats on. Yeah. Anytime you say a guy's <laughs> name of elite troop, it's because he's got like a gold rim like fedora on. No blood in his hands whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, oh. The war is exhausted. I oh, just, I almost got blood on my prettiest sword. Very yeah. upsetting. And so, of course, they fell back to Sh- they fell back to Nanking, and the Chinese again decided, like, well, we can't have all of our elite troops dying here. It was very, it's a very symbolic thing to have yeah. the elite troops alive, right? You so want that in war? They fucking they took they most do of our so people. much uncircumcised. Like they do so much stuff like that, where it's like the w- one thing I'll just I'm sorry is like after after everything was said and done, they went to Emperor Hirohito, like to basically be like. Well, we know all this shit's up. The only thing that we need to keep people from being prosecuted for war crimes is we needed this thing called, I believe it's called like Dodeku. I forget what the name of the actual term is. Dokebu? We'll go with Dokebu. And it, what it yeah. is is a formal apology in which one puts his head on the floor like they bow down so low that their head's on the floor and that's to show true apology and he wouldn't. And so they all got charged with war crimes. But wow. that's that would have all been, he that's had it? to do. That's all you had to do. That's is all put you your head do. In the floor? But that's how seriously they take apology. You know how, like, when you had a girlfriend, you just say "I'm sorry" like it was the third word out of your mouth. Always. Yeah. It's I not, apologize it's not every like morning. That in Japan. Every it's morning, like, five times a morning. Yeah. yeah. In fact, if a Japanese or the Japanese took people who surrender, they took POWs to be subhuman again because to surrender in Japanese uh, military culture is the worst thing that you can do. Yeah, mm. because it, you get damned forever. 
Yeah. You get damned in the afterlife. Yeah, you're okay. you're just and don't want that. And in fact, they would uh, when Japanese soldiers were or Japanese POWs were returned to Japan during World War II. Those motherfuckers were sent to Unit 731. Which oh, later. yes, we are. Yeah. Can't wait to get to Unit <laughs> 731. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. I just feel like once you hear the things, it just be like, no, no, it's the worst. So. Most of uh, Nanking's defenses were gone, uh, and in a press release to foreign reporters, the Chinese like announced- Like when I'm with the ladies. Yeah. yeah. The Chinese announced the city would not <laughs> surrender and would fight to the death, and they gathered 100,000 soldiers, most of them completely untrained. Of course. Uh, They're farmers, to by prevent, the way. And to prevent civilians from fleeing the city, the Chinese boxed in their own people. I love it. He of ordered course. troops to guard the port. Uh, the defense force blocked so roads. So strong. Destroyed boats, burnt nearby villages, went scorched earth. Outside yeah. of Nanking, and of course, once the Japanese got there, it all fell apart. It just fell apart. I love apart. that when so governments force so, their people to fight like so, they're human so fast. chickens. And in, so it's and just a fact, long battle. Like it was a battle. Not, I mean, it wasn't really a battle. It was more like uh, a, a total rape and war. pillaging. It was a, a rape and pillage march to Nanking. And in fact, things got so bad once the Japanese got there, the Chinese soldiers were murdering other Chinese people to get their civilian clothes. Ah, so they, so they would be immediately murdered by the Japanese because there was these two Japanese officers. This, this is, is what's going to happen. Up. When America finally falls apart, we're going to be killing these McDonald's employees because they're the only <laughs> one that's safe. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the fine. only one who know how to use the fryer later. <laughs> <laughs> there was a killing contest that started on the March to Nanking well, you gotta play two games. officers. You know, you gotta, ha- you, you gotta have that day go by quick. Yes, the contest was a race between two offers to see which of them could kill a hundred people first using only a sword. Okay. Oh, yeah. And in fact, you're talking about a fucking game. It was covered like a sporting event in newspapers God. in Japan. God. Really? With Damn daily it. updates. They take things so seriously. <laughs> I mean. They're just such good competitors. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's an exciting event. You yeah. know, I would definitely put Who won? Do we know the winner? Uh, we do not know the winner. Yeah. No. Johnny the Skewer Yakimoto. And he's uh, like, oh, I got five and one. Oh, I run through my sword like a cartoon. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Can I uh, your so once they captured uh, the city of Nanking, uh, Emperor Hirohito put a member of the imperial family in charge. This guy, Prince Asaka Yasuhito. Okay, uh, and they put him out because they said that his attitude was quote not good. Not uh, good. Not, not good. good. So, so he got he, in trouble for having a bad attitude yeah, after all so this. You would not have made it. What? So if you, you, <laughs> you were, if you were for the, working for the Japanese government, I would have been all smiles. No, no, I love what they're like, up to. How wrong is a man's intestine? <laughs> <laughs> we will ask our scientists. Put it out to him, <laughs> It's scream long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy goes in and he allegedly issued an order to kill all captives. Okay. He later says that he didn't issue that order, that somebody uh, issued the order in his name. And somebody else did it. Yeah. Name. Somebody However, else did it. How am I going to get out of this? the carnage started, he gave no orders whatsoever to stop it. He's like, well, horse is out of the barn. Ugh. Just keep going, boys. Do you think he said that old Texas saying? No, I think he said something. It's like, Winston Rice spears from the bird. 
<laughs> I don't know. All right. We'll just continue on killing then, sir. I had no idea what you just said. So there were a lot of uh, Westerners that were in uh, that were in Nanking at the time. I Get thought, out of Nanking. That's I've, my first objective always. Number From now one. on, it's just like if I'm in Nanking. I can better be on my way out of here. Kaboots yeah. on out of there, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, got, this is a eyewitness testimony from Reverend James M. McCallum. Hide I, your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there eating the my first, McDonald's. The first bedroom intruder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Exact- this guy would have been a YouTube star oh in this God, generation. We need to, yeah, we need to auto tune this once you read it. I know not where to end. Never have I heard or read such brutality. Rape! 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 We estimate at least a thousand cases a night, and many by day. In case of resistance or anything that seems like disapproval, Who's documenting there is a bayonet stab or a bullet. People are hysterical. Women are being carried off every morning, afternoon, and evening. The whole Japanese army seems to be free to go and come as it pleases and do whatever it pleases. There are a lot of, uh, this is, you know, that's, yeah. uh, but you yeah. know, we can't do anything about it because so, I'm just sitting here preaching the good words of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I asked God to stop it, but <laughs> I out. can't believe, you know, I, I, I'm, he's busy yeah. making stars and aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sons were forced to rape mothers. There was a lot of forced incest. Da- fathers were forced to rape daughters. Well, you've seen their porn. Can you imagine what it's like in war? Yeah. One pregnant woman was gang raped by Japanese soldiers and gave birth only a few hours later. Later. Monks who declared a life of celibacy were also forced to rape women. How do you look at your mother after you're forced to rape her? Yeah. Like, that's just going to be awkward from there on out. You know, yeah. this is what i got to say. You know, in a world where Satan would let this happen, mm-hmm. it just makes you think that maybe Satan doesn't exist at all. It's sad. Isn't that sad? Here's another uh, eyewitness testimony. This one's bad. This one's specific. They're all bad. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah, this the other is a one, bad the, one. Yeah, the other guy just mentioned how a thousand women were getting raped every night, <laughs> but then they just didn't count them during the day. Like, how many <laughs> raped were at? Many. Many during the day, at least a thousand at But, night. I mean, I, I couldn't tell because I was learning how to make guacamole. Yeah, <laughs> I love- heard of this new guacamole? So how were the people over there in Nanking? <laughs> Intriguing. Hungry for guacamole. <laughs> On December 13th. <laughs> I know you're being raped there by your son, but could I perchance introduce you with some guacamole? No, no. Or flautas? <laughs> <laughs> it's a muddler. <laughs> okay. On God. December 13th, about 30 soldiers I came to a Chinese house at number five, Sing Luku, in the southeastern part of Nanking, and demanded entrance. The door was opened by the landlord, a Mohammedan named Ha. They killed him immediately with a revolver, and also Mrs. Ha, who knelt before them after Ha's death, be- begging them not to kill anyone else. So it's a Ha 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 death. It's a. Ah, <laughs> uh, so just um. I don't even. Know. I think that's. Ha. I think that's it for you. <laughs> I think literally, like, Whip if there the- if there is an afterlife, yeah. like you're done. Did I not? Like, <laughs> no, I'll put my head on the ground right now. I'll apologize right now. All right, I just put my head on the ground. Everything's fine. Mrs. Ha asked them why they killed her husband, and they shot her. Well, that's the thing. Don't ask. Never ask. Mrs. Asai was dragged out from under a table in the guest hall where she tried to hide with her one-year-old baby. After being stripped and raped by one or more men, she was bayoneted in the chest uh, and then had a bottle thrust into her vagina. Mm. (laughs) The baby was killed with the bayonet. Some soldiers then went to the next room. You can't rape a baby. 
Yeah, you, you can. can. Yeah, you can. All right, we won't care. Yeah, uh, can we just not? Painted. Can we just live in a world they right used, now where they you used can't rape? to? Uh, they used to cut the children open. Okay, thank and you, Mark. Then rape. Uh, Great, thank God, you. God, but this—I'll tell you what. Yeah. This is uh, a real ha-ha. It's death called death. a hot pocket. All right, Jesus, <laughs> it's a hot pocket. That was where a hot pocket term originated from. That's the first Jim Gaffigan. The, the Nan King Jim Gaffigan is talking about a different kind of hot pockets. Okay, okay, okay. God, okay. We haven't even gotten to Unit 731 yet. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get there soon. Right. Some soldiers then went to the next room where Mrs. Asai's parents, aged 76 and 74, and her two daughters, aged 16 and 14. Hmm. They were about to rape the girls when the grandmother tried to protect him. The soldiers killed her with a revolver. The grandfather grasped the body of his wife and was killed. The two girls were then stripped, the elder being raped by two to three men and the younger by three. The older girl was stabbed afterwards, and a cane was rammed in her vagina. Why Why do it? Why? The younger girl was bayoneted also, but was spared the horrible treatment that had been meted out to her sister and mother. The soldiers then bayoneted another sister of between seven and eight, who was also in the room. The last murders in the house were of Ha's two children, aged four and two. The older was bayoneted, and the younger split down through the head. With a sword. Wow, they just like they were just mm. like, they were doing the old John Belushi thing with the with the kid. Uh, there was uh, what's one, the old John Belushi thing? <laughs> the bit with the samurai chef. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. yes. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year, thinking about her family and friends, and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. 
So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. And uh, pregnant women were not spared. Okay. Uh, no, of course not. Yeah. Why, at this point, why would even entertain the idea that anyone's getting yeah. spared? Yeah, I think they yeah. just got on a they just got a trend going. They got on a roll, and uh, they here's, just started. Uh, really here's doing another some testimony ones. from Tang Junshan. The seventh and last person in the first row was a pregnant woman. The soldier thought he might as well rape her before killing her, yeah. so he pulled her out of the group to a spot about ten meters away. As he was trying to rape her, the woman resisted fiercely. The soldier abruptly stabbed her in the belly with a bayonet. She gave a final scream as her intestines spilled out. Mm. The soldier then stabbed the fetus with its umbilical cord clearly visible and tossed it aside. Well, there you go. I mean, it's well, just this a different great. kind of birth. I'm really know? just glad that he didn't do that, like, really deep apology in order to, like, wipe all these crimes yeah. away. I'm really, yeah. I'm, you know, this is, I... I'm so upset. After reading, like reading about this yeah. like last night, it's just it's so 
fucking bad. All now. right. So the in people- fact, the Chinese had a specific trumpet sound that when the Japanese heard it, it meant kill all Chinese. <laughs> Uh, and here's what fun. I found out about the uh, the whole uh, ditch thing is that there were uh, thousands were led away and mass ex- executed in a hole called the Ten Thousand Corpse Ditch. Uh-huh. And mm. uh, since I mean, records were estimate. not kicked, yeah. yeah, and the estimate that they have it's anywhere from four thousand to twenty thousand. It's like when you go into an old timey candy store and there's a bunch of jelly beans in a jar, and if you guess how many jelly beans are in that jar, you get a free candy. So bar. if you guess all the the, the amount of yeah. corpses are in a ditch, you get the Nan corpses King. in the ditch. Yeah, That's great. You get to be king of Nanking. <laughs> and finally, the reason why people think this happened. I mean, it did happen. It did happen. Why they well, there's a lot of revisionists who say it didn't. There's a like, there there, the nationalist movement in Japan is so strong that it's and they're a legit part of it of the a part of the government there. Oh yeah, they and they are trying to. There's so many. It's not in the textbook. When or Unit like that. 731 was shut down, one of the head doctors of Unit 731 became the head of the censor bureau. Well, he was the for, Ministry of Textbooks, like, and things like that. Like literally, yeah. they got. To to rewrite the textbooks. Yeah. Okay, so now the people yeah. that weren't killed in Nanking, mm-hmm. you could argue the people that were killed got off lucky because the other folks. I mean, a lot of these sent- people were killed after the horrible things happened. I mean, okay. everybody. There was there was ten million deaths. Yeah, so there was ten million of, of yeah. in in that area. It wasn't in. It's not even counting what happened in Japan mm-hmm. when we showed up. Yeah, because when we showed up, we I mean, we got them good. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. is that, I mean, we got them real good. So in the end, it's just like, when it comes down to it, it's just like, I mean, what's really sad is it's more like, I mean, they didn't technically know about all this other stuff when no. we did the thing that we did, but thank God that we did the thing that we did. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I went to school in Wisconsin. It's not in our textbook. <laughs> Ah, yes, I remember that. I love the, the Japanese people, the though. Japanese. I still think that they're beautiful people, and I love their culture, you know? Yeah. But they're just such horrible murderers. I mean, <laughs> we are, too. We, yeah, we, we, we did okay. something Every, you know? every culture has its own We got the Native Americans. History. We Little got the Native Americans. How many times have you seen a feather headdress today? I mean, I, I, read, about, I read up on some Native American uh, massacres, and one time we killed 150 uh, men, women, and children right. because one of them stole a horse. Absolutely, Let's and we cut their heads American off and stuck there. We'd stick our hand up their head and make like little ventriloquists yeah. and be like, I'm so, Chief Runbear, and then they're like, make them suck your dick. So Jeff Dunham started. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, but let's get back to the Japanese here. Yeah, we got yeah, POWs. Yeah. They're brought to... Let's go to Unit 731. Let's Let's go to and Unit really 731. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you think you've avoided death. You get called off. You're hauled off to a camp. Everything is going terribly, but you're alive. And then you you visit. You go to hell, which is yeah. Unit 731. Now, Unit 731 is arguably it's like a it's 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 like if Joseph Mengele's workstation was like blown up into a thing the size of Disney World. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like they put their top minds into this program, Unit Seven Thirty One, that was for the testing and perfection of biological warfare. Yes. yes, and as a matter of fact, from the research that was done at this facility, all of the scientists involved were granted immunity because America took their research from mm-hmm. them. Like same thing we happened with Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. We took all of the most devious minds of the century and we employed them. 
Yep. We employ Good them work, in, America. Yes. And, that's, <laughs> I mean, and, and really, Unit 731 did a lot for the advancements of biological weapons. Biological warfare. And let's discuss. And, but also, but then in weird pharmaceutical ways as well. But it's like, well, let's, I guess we could talk about where it, it was in charge of a guy, guy named, uh, Sh- it was it Shiro Iso. Yeah. Uh, who was in charge of it, who was just, you know, following orders. Uh, and, I think uh, he was uh, given some too. <laughs> and if you've seen the film Men Behind the Sun, that's what this, that the entire movie is based upon this. Right. And uh, what I said before is like we'll talk about some of the more specific tortures, but yeah, let's just let's just do that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was officially known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department. That's of the thing. He also Army. made a water for purification like system. So that we works have, really well. Yeah. Do we think is is Britta to thank for this? Maybe, we like literally, Britta maybe Britta could be the fucking. So you're like, telling me I get fresh, crisp, clean water, and 10 million people only 10 million people had to die for it? Yeah, yeah. I love the future. Oh, absolutely. Well, they did definitely. They had some things in common with Mangala. I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, Isho character and Mangala got together at some point to compare notes. Oh yeah, and had fucking biscuits together. Yeah, and <laughs> watched old Disney cartoons, of course. And just uh, bizarre experiments, like they uh, the biological- person they they cut. The hands off of a, of a subject, and then switched the hands on the arms, and then sewed them back on. Just and to they see don't what use anesthesia because they, they never said that used anesthesia. Right. They so said that it will affect the results. What so. they would do is like a lot of the times, it's like they basically they were working on animals for a long time until finally they were like, well, we will get a lot more effective results if we start using humans. And so yeah. they started bringing in Chinese POWs. But, and, but your the word humans does not exist. They called them logs. Marudas. Logs. Yeah. The the term maruda is uh, it is it's I would say. One of the most evil concepts I've ever heard on the face of the planet. I'd say it's 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 more evil than the Nazis because the Nazis at least called them Jewish. Like the Nazis at least said like you didn't, you know, like yeah. they said a thing. They called them a people. I mean, maybe it's more evil because they knew they were a people and what they did to them. But the Japanese, the way they work is they're they're very compartmentalized. They can look at it and be like they very much so believe that like we're here, we're helping the country, we're moving mm. things forward, we're gonna win the war, we're gonna. They use biological weapons to win the war. And what they did was that they called these people logs. And they would go to each other between things and be like, how many logs did you cut today? And he's yeah. like, right. I, caught, I cut five logs today, which was the term for... And by the way, they thought it was funny. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. That was like logs. That was a... a it's a joke. Because they told local people that it was a, that Unit 731 was a lumber mill. Mm-hmm. Right. Which that's why they called them And it was. Logs. I mean, they did have some laughs, <laughs> over there. There's no doubt about well, it. Well, of course, yeah, because every once in a while, they're sitting around there and be like, Dude, man, buddy, we did one guy. He was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to die. That's I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, but they would do is say Funny. they would... Um, give these people diseases. Mm-hmm. They would they would weaponize the disease and figure out different ways to give it to them. It's like anthrax and smallpox and like very and highly infectious like diseases. And then um, they would wait for the disease to take hold. Mm-hmm. And then they would just slice them open with no anesthesia. They would yeah. tie them down. And they said that you could hear for miles the people screaming like, "I'm not dead yet." Like, don't, don't, don't cut me. Don't cut me. I'm not dead yet. And they would cut because they believed that the anesthesia would affect how the disease was working. Right. So they would just cut them open and read through, like, look through their guts. And see where the, yeah. see where the biological would, weapon yeah, is traveling through the body. and organ by organ. They said uh, one person's organs were swelling, bleeding, and disintegrating before them. Ah, good sign. Yeah. And good then, sign. yeah, ooh, this works well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Put and some would, soy sauce on it. And they would do 
vivisections on people constantly. Just and with the, men, women, children. 70% Chinese. And in the yeah. movie uh, Men Behind the Sun, there is a scene in which a vivisection is being done to a young boy, and there was a rumor that it was actually a uh, human body was used, um, which is a very vivid scene. And then there was another scene where they fed a cat to a room filled with rats, and the rats just killed this cat. And they said, well, that definitely happened. They fed a real cat to these rats, but they said that they drugged the cat out of its head before doing it, so it didn't even know, but it's still just like, guys, they drugged let's them. calm down. Yeah. All right? That's you know, nice Judd list. Apatow's not doing this kind of stuff. Right um, you can see. Yeah. What's a vivisection? Vivisection is a cut. It's, it is a fancy term for taking a knife and cutting someone's belly open. Okay. Yeah. And, and so just, it's splaying. Like, you know when splaying. you dissect a frog? That's, sure. That's a vivisection. That's a vivisection. Okay. Yeah. But literally, like, and the most chilling part of the movie behind Men Behind the Sun is that, like, after the cat scene, and then they there's also very true when they did the pressure chambers, oh, they would put people in pressure chambers and increase the pressure just to see when they pop. You know, just, just to you, see when that's the thing. What yeah. what are you there learning is, about? Tur- yes, people would pop, and this is the research that we took from them because right. it was. And literally, I was watching a documentary of scientists being like, you know, because you just can't get that kind of research information here in the states. And you're just <laughs> like, yeah, I know, because we're not. There was a openly great, monsters. There was a very <laughs> interesting YouTube clip that Henry sent to all of us, and uh, it's 20 minutes long. And one of the guys who was at 7:31 came to apologize. But there was another fellow Which that is also unit. just like m- Blows my mind that That's what they And they're like This means a lot That they're coming to apologize And it's like You should be getting Fucking money You should be getting well, Something yeah. There's no money But there's another character in, uh, in this documentary Who was living like a king Drinking beer Eating Kobe beef No remorse No apology yeah, so whatsoever Would you do it again He's like yeah, yeah I'd do it again In a heart It was like his glory days Did you watch that uh, I wasn't able to watch he, it This guy's a monster He was the living It's like if the Nazis Weren't persecuted It's right. like if you saw Himmler Hanging out Fucking, you know, getting fondue at the melting yeah. pot, and him just going like, "I love Zaguda." Yeah. There was <laughs> you know, another like just smiling and laughing with a girl sitting on his lap. There's another torture scene that I have no idea what uh, medical thing this was uh, supposed to solve. There's a woman; she's tied up. Her and this arms. Is, these are all true. These are things yeah. that happened. Yeah. A woman's tied up. She's outside. I think with very, very freezing temperatures. Ten hours. Yeah. Ten hours outside. A man just continually throws cold water in her hands. Icicles form. He knocks off the icicles. Does that for 10 hours. They bring her inside, dip her hands into a slightly warmer temperature, lift up her hands, and then the doctor just pulls her hands right off of her bones, her yeah, skins, like, her muscles, like, her yeah, tendons. Yeah, just like, oh, look, it's pink evening groves. <laughs> yeah. He just, gives her, he just gives her a reverse glove uh, and uh, he just tears her hands. Her, yeah. Yes. The scariest part is that afterwards it's like they're listening to the officers and they're like, oh, yeah, Kazuda, I bet you 10 beers that you couldn't, you can't get two live specimens for the end of the day. Oh, well, if it's female specimens, you know that Yakutuda will be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, laughing, and it's, like, super Japanese. He's just, the like, worst happy. racist. There's, like, a bunch of, like... Little boys in it are just like, we just want to do, it's good for Japan. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're not human. And they're like, ah. It is true. These Most yeah. of these kids, especially like the guy that came to apologize to these uh, to the group of Chinese that he viciously murdered, he was 13 years old at the time when he was watching this woman get her hands removed and yeah. watching people go into pressure cookers. So yeah. you're 13 years old. I was just, you know, really getting into. Uh, I was playing know, magic. Playing magic, you know, getting into <laughs> Batman, things like that. Yeah. And this man was. Just learning how 
what it takes to make a person shit their intestines. Like it that's takes the, all. You could ki- answer it that takes question. all kinds. All kinds. Yes. Uh, some of the other uh, experiments: subjects were deprived of food and water to determine how long it took them to starve to death. Oh, uh, that's normal. Uh, they were experimented upon to determine the relationship between temperature, burns, and human survival. They were placed in centrifuges and spun to death. How cool would it have been, though, if as a human race, like none of this stuff killed us? Yeah. If you could just sit in a pressure cooker, just one dude just did it forever. And he just like harnessed the power and he came out and he just like busted open the doors. And He's just like about being an X Man. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. It would have been better if that was yeah. real. Yeah. X Man would. I mean, I think that if we, there were X Men, they could have stopped. It. I mean, I suppose you know? that's what they. That's Magneto's story, right? He was a Jewish. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was a concentration yeah. camp. And he got so yeah. angry. That he learned how to control. Yeah, he learned how to control magnets. Magnets. Yeah, and things this is like the that. thing. Um, uh, no, there's none of that. There's no help for humankind. No, and we are just spinning towards the grave. Yes, we are. We're doing it to ourselves. They also. And no wonder the aliens keep looking and avoiding us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone... I mean, when you're injecting humans with animal blood and, mm-hmm. ex- and uh, injecting them with seawater, just to see what happens, they don't like it. Turns out. I mean, I feel like every one of these pieces of research just ends with that sentence. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. <laughs> didn't love it. Uh, and none survived. None survived. <laughs> you That's know, right. like, I feel like it's a thing, again, it's just like, what What good is it if none of them survive? None of them. This is One nice. of them, they just remove the stomach and then attach the esophagus to the intestines. Yeah. This just to fun. see. Just to, just to see. It's like a game, a game of operations, you know, and they're just laughing about it. You're like, it looks funny. There's a UCLA yeah, it looks arch. really weird. <laughs> 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 Like a, a, a nice little art project. It's like people. me photoshopping. Yeah. They didn't like how I do Photoshop dumb shit yeah. on the computer. They tied people to stakes Bless and just you. threw grenades at them. Yeah, shot them with flamethrowers just to see what would happen. Like, how long does it take to burn alive with a flamethrower? So, how a, far away do you have? Oh, it's to be? two minutes. <laughs> Very good, Yakamudo. Nah. Do it again. But that's just I'm all sad. the shit they did just for yeah. fun. That's yeah. just goofball stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's just goofball stuff. I think the real. Uh, goal of Unit 731 was, of course, the biological warfare. The biological warfare was pretty fucking insidious, and they killed up to 300,000 Chinese using the, the using what they discovered. 400,000. Uh, 400,000. <laughs> all numbers at this point, huh? You know, like, there it's just, you know, like, shame on you, Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you, you didn't do fuck all. You know, you didn't do anything. If you were to work for them, they would have called you a pussy. Yeah. It would have been not for that long. Or maybe though. I mean maybe he would have stepped up his game. That's a problem. He would have retired to a lovely career, living in the living in the foothills of Mount Fuji, like enjoying fine Kobe beef. He would have been mm-hmm. a scientist. That's the in thing. Japan. Yeah. I mean, Dahmer was a little scientist. He was a little doctor in his own right. You know, he just mm-hmm. didn't have any training. That's the That's sad the thing. thing. Yeah, he if he would have had training, and well, if he wouldn't have been such a horrible alcoholic, right. actually, would have stayed in college. And in the army, which he was fine in both. Yeah. Until he got drunk. Stay in college, guys. <laughs> stay in college. If you want to be a mass murderer, if you want to be a serial killer, stay in college. Get stay a job with college. the government. Work in the military, and you can kill whoever you want to kill. Yeah, the Japanese were really big into the plague. Okay. Uh, they bred plague fleas, where they would infect. That's great. They would infect That's prisoners right. with the plague, and, and then they would uh, put them in enclosed spaces, and then these fleas would b- breed, and then they shoved the fleas into ceramic bombs, mm-hmm. and they would drop the ceramic bombs over targets in China. So when the ceramic bombs exploded, the plague fleas went everywhere. Uh, and it makes gave the Chinese civilians uh, a lot of major hard-ons. The bubonic plague. Um, the Japanese, anyway, major hard-ons. It reminds me of the scene in Wicker Man, but the Nicolas Cage version. Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! I am sick. 
It's good. Well, you know, everyone listening who's working at your office job and you're having a rough day and your boss is an asshole and you can't get that Excel spreadsheet to open up properly, just remember we're doing better. Oh, they we're also doing gave, okay. They also gave poison candy to children. And- That's funny. <laughs> That's straight up comedy. They also uh, do that weird thing where they would like attach a dollar bill to a fishing line and they would just like pull you down the street. And they were like, ha ha, gotcha. We also got some great practical jokes out of them, huh? And then yeah, they, they take invented out the gum s- that turns your mouth black. I but love we, that. But instead gum. of dye, the way we use it, they was filled with rat's blood. Sure. <laughs> All jokes started off really seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and then they took out their swords and then t- chopped them and chopped their tongue. Yeah, ripped their, <laughs> ripped their tongues out of their mouths and popped their eyes out. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. And, and that's uh, where the fake dookie came from as well. Real dookie from the yeah. people shitting themselves after they were murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they used uh, anthrax, uh, typhoid, dysentery, cholera. Uh, they also injected people with gonorrhea and syphilis and then studied the effects of Oh, just of come to Williamsburg if you want to do that. <laughs> I thought it was Girls, hello, how are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, the United States, our entire alibi, I mean, we had we had these people. We knew yeah. exactly what we they knew. did. We chose we to let them go. We said our alibi was that uh, we feared that all of this biological warfare uh, would get data out. would get yeah. to the Russians. Mm-hmm. It was cold. It was more Cold War shit, right? So it's we all took all the information. Garbage. Yeah. We just we, we were we fascinated just, by it because they didn't have the it. guts to do it themselves. Exactly. They didn't want it. They they knew, like oh you know what we could we can use uh we could take advantage of these fucking this fascist government's horrible like, yeah, medical history yeah. like, like we could use medical it. torture. Yeah. No, we just took it, and then we just let them all... I don't know why we didn't just take the information and then just, like, imprison or murder all these people who are psychopaths. We, we like, held up our end of the bargain. Interesting fact. The only people who uh, actually prosecuted these uh, Unit 731 people, the Russians... Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody prosecuted them. No, like they were, yeah. they I never were left heard alone. Of these guys yeah, before. They prosecuted because there were some Russian prisoners of war there, and there were, I mean, there weren't a lot, but there was a fair amount of Americans mm-hmm. that died at Unit Unit Seven Thirty One. Oh, I wouldn't oh, be God. thrilled if yeah, I, I was knew like, that. listen to there was like this guy was basically. I was reading one story, but there there was one troop of Americans that like basically the commander got cut off from the group and like lost them. He was like alone in the woods, and he got discovered by these guys, like literally. It was like he was hanging out and he saw these soldiers come up and he thought they were just like normal like soldiers. So he like surrendered to them. They took him straight to Unit 731. It just was like, yikes. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who surrendered. There was, I think I read that if you were a German POW, you had a uh, 4% chance chance of dying. And if you were uh, a a Japanese POW, it was at 30%. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't messing around. Yeah, you know? so they, they just treated every POW as just subhuman. So the lesson here is don't get lost in the woods. You know, stick with your troop. Otherwise, you're going to end up <laughs> at Unit 731. Yeah, you know, guys, General Sal doesn't grow on trees, guys. Don't go out there looking for stuff like, like oh, I'm going to go fresh spring roll picking. Yeah. <laughs> no, be, no, 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 no. You need to no, no, no. stay stick. out of the forests of Japan. Grab a <laughs> rope. All hold the rope at the same time. Because there are guys no out there who still think the war's happening. Yeah. Um, so let's quickly, like, now that we've done this, is it time to maybe let's go on a lighter note? What I realized in researching a lot of this stuff is... There are a lot of people who see this stuff and are just like, man, that'll make a fucking killer band name. Yeah. yeah. So let's go through some of these some of these bands that are involved, uh, that are about genocide, that are named after genocide. Yes, yes. Here is a song called Release Me from Unit 731. It's going to sound like Sarah McLachlan, I bet. Oh. Ow! Ow! What are they saying? Not words. 
don't know. All it's, right. uh, it's very derivative of Cannibal Corpse. How do you know? They all sound exactly the same. Well, I feel like I'm in a pressure chamber listening to that. All right, I, what's the other one? Hey, listen to this stuff. This is uh, <laughs> that's fine. No, I mean it's not. Coming that up, wasn't that bad. Coming up next, news. we've got "Demise of the Humanist" by Maruda. Oh, oh, oh is that oh, not the same song? No, it's a different song. <laughs> no, Similar is, style. The guitarist is different. It's on the guitars, really. Oh, when I you're see. listening to metal. It's in the guitars and the drums and the orchestration of. of God, all how do these the guys order things? coffee at Starbucks? <laughs> all right, that is Maruda. I said I wanted an iced vanilla. Fucking extra shot latte. <laughs> That's our base <laughs> I just don't know how you sing like that. I don't know either. You could argue. We have singing. we have um, listeners of the show who who perform in bands like that, and I'm really like I'm. It's it's interesting. I will say this. I, I went just to something funky when I went to the uh, yeah, when I went to the Monsters of Metal concert or the Masters of Metal. It's a ama- I saw Testament. They work Ooh. metal. Uh, musicians work their asses off. Yes, they do. On stage. The I, I so, will maintain that metal musicians are the best musicians in the world. They're because athletes. It's, it's in a way. really hard. It's hard. It's a lot of energy. Classic. Those are classically trained. What's banging? Uh, they're doing some construction. It doesn't matter. Are um, they okay. building a unit seven thirty one next door? <laughs> yeah, Marcus has an extra construction project going on. Uh, well, we'll be recording there very soon, like, guys. This is the things like I just still feel like it's like the Ariel Castro thing. We're just like. What's all the construction going on? It's like the toy box killer. It's like, yeah. what's that sounds going on? The We're going to open up this door. Like, oh, it's just it's a brick wall. Oh, they're just throwing something next door. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, right, Marcus. And what's so another one? Another one? This is uh, a song about one of our subjects today. Okay. This is by a band called Blood Tsunami. Oh. And the song is The Rape of Nanking. Oh, okay. Let me guess that. Oh. Okay. Well, you know, once you hear one, huh? You I just... It's a lot of sound. It is yeah. a lot of sound. This is pretty fucking sweet, man. Did it? It is. This good. is pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out these blood tsunami guys. This I like this band. Awesome. I'm still gonna say we need to have a oh, battle kind of, of the a, bands. Kind of like I a can't Slayer believe type that there is so much complaining about this type of like you know like I understand. We keep the guys in Afghanistan. We keep them up all night. You know, like we like sure. waterboard them. We don't do. We don't. We, it's nowhere near. Oh, it's not what nearly they've as bad. done before yeah. in the past. Oh no, no. <laughs> All right, we All have right. one and more band. One more band. Let's go for a band called Adolf and the Oh Hitler Band. <laughs> oh, I feel so. Upset for loving this. <laughs> I just feel like dancing on a platform to this. <laughs> yeah, one of the YouTube comments is uh, It's a crime against humanity how catchy this song is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, user Ghost649. Nice. All right, everybody. Well, I think we have to wrap up this episode. Yeah. But- Guys, yeah, keep that in the other. That's nice. <laughs> hey guys, don't go, don't go raping any towns. All oh, right, don't yeah, go don't raping. Don't spend six. Don't do something over a six-week period that can be called a rape for the entire six weeks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a month and a half of rape. That's a month and a half. Too much. <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> Magustalations. Heil me. Heil game. And of course, heil yourselves, everybody. Hail Satan, and may Satan never let something like this ever happen again. Please, oh, come on. I'll pray to him nightly to make sure. <laughs> Remind me to tell you guys about the Cathars sometime. You'll like them. <laughs> oh my.
Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Imagine you just got home from work, dinner is ready, wine is chilled, and your man has offered you 15 minutes of heaven in the form of a foot massage. And then he says, Your spray tanning session is now complete. What just happened? You found your escape at Palm Beach Tan. Break from the chaos at a Palm Beach Tan near you and leave rejuvenated. Take time for yourself at Palm Beach Tan and take that feeling with you wherever you go. Get up to $25 off your first month featuring Australian gold. Perfect man, not included.